Hey guys, welcome back to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars, CigarSoapbox.com, and as always, coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store Studios uh, in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, I am Bradley. Across from me is my wonderful, awesome, epic co-host, JB, a.k.a. Know-it-all JB. JB, tell them what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> that is literally JB's every time intro. What's going on? What's going on? But I, I got to tell you, we have a very special guest that, that's joining us today. And if you saw the title of uh, the podcast, then you're probably super, super excited to hear from this guy. Uh, this is a, this is a young man who actually walked. And I say young because you're a little bit younger than I am, right? Okay, okay. He, he looks older so, than I am. I know he's got he's got the old, he's got the old head look. I like that. I yeah, dig yeah, that. Yeah. I dig that. And uh, it, so him and his father actually came in. And uh, they're smoking, getting some cigars and everything like that. And we just started talking, and we talked so much. We started probably started about start start talking around six thirty. Probably went all the way to seven thirty at least, because I would oh, know. Oh, where the I, wife's I, hitting you like, did oh, you die uh, at the exactly, shop? Exactly, exactly. And uh, really enjoyed my conversation with him. Came to find out he's a uh, stand up comedian. Okay. And uh, I was like, dude, I have to get you on a podcast. <laughs> Not only are obviously you're funny, and, and there's obviously things about somebody that who is a stand up comedian that you can see that they're just naturally funny when they say things. Like they'll they'll drop little things in there, and you're like, that oh, quick dude. wit, yeah, yeah, it's really funny. So I really enjoy talking with him. His name is Troy, and Troy is right, Troy. Burr card, like burr and card together. So Troy, say hey, what's up to the people? What's up, guys? Get a little bit closer to the microphone. Like here? Yeah, right. Perfect. perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Troy Burkhardt, Troy, tell them a little bit about yourself, where you come from and everything else. Like that. Give me your background and how you got into comedy. Go. Phoenix, man. Born and raised. Been oh, here wow. my, yeah, my entire life. You're a Phoenician. Phoenician, man. Um, uh, my parents met up in uh, up at NAU, actually, okay. like oh, in okay. college. You know, they hooked up, two right. people, okay. banged out three kids, yep. decided they hated each other, and then split, man. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming. I was like, banged out three kids. I'm like, all right. Sounds you're good you're already Boom. seeing the comedic genius, right? I know, that because, was good. Yeah, that was you know good. Because okay. yeah. <laughs> only, 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 a, only a good comic can right, make right. fun of themselves mm-hmm. in the way that it's so freaking funny and clean it's like sad. that, bro. You're like, no, man, yeah. no. Yeah, dude. If I didn't learn to like laugh at my sadness, I wouldn't. You know, not right? be sitting here smoking cigars with you guys. Yeah. Right, really, right, right, right. It's a good way to cope with that. But that's the beginning, though, really is just it comes from like tragedy. And okay, it is okay. kind of like a cliche with comedians. You know, sure, but. sure, sure. It is uh, just that, but just growing up a freckly kid, you know, getting made fun of. Because this is like the height of uh, South Park, too, the early 2000s. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, gingers have souls. So I was, yeah. No, like, they don't no have souls. souls. <laughs> yeah, don't have souls. Freckles, just getting made fun of, man. So I had to mm-hmm. learn how to, like, how am I going to be, you know, how am I going to make friends? Or how am I going to get this girl to like me or whatever? Sure, sure. It's like, I'm going to use words. Okay. I'm going to be funny. And I'm going to talk my way into, mm-hmm. you know, making friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I talk about all the time. Uh, what's the uh, cursing policy on here? Oh, you got, you say what you want, man. Perfect. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I say I've always said this. I say it on stage, man. Being funny is how I make friends. Being funny is how I get laid. Being funny is how I get out of sticky situations, man. It's my whole <laughs> thing. So are, that's funny. I, I would imagine with you saying that that you're probably like me because, like, if I get into an awkward situation, the first thing I want to do is try to make a joke to break the tension out of the room. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know if you've noticed that before. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, like, I've I get, seen, I've seen you I'm like, that, yeah. if I'm really upset or really yeah. irritated or yeah. really like in a weird space, yeah. I'll make jokes because that's my that's the easiest way for me to deal with that insecurity that I'm having about whatever's going on. And, and how I do that, I call out the problem. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he you're just, weird. He just gets mad. What the hell is wrong, wrong with you? <laughs> but you know? that's funny too. Yeah, that's yeah, another. Yeah type of comedy you know right I, I guess mean? so I'm just like you're just really weird did you know that oh yeah. you've asked per- I'm so sorry I, thought, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that I didn't know, I'm so sorry I didn't yeah. know that. you know those kind of things so you know I mean, being older too, you didn't really grow up with that too much, right? That wasn't as common as it is now. Aspers, no, no, yeah. no. We had a few. We had a few people that had um, 
Asperger's and so on and so forth. But it wasn't. It was. What, what's the what's the extreme form of Asperger's called again? The uh, is, it, is it autism? Is autism, extreme yeah. Form? So we've had a few people that were. In fact, when I was I was actually a pastor. I think I told you before. Yeah. Uh, and I had a kid in my youth group that had had uh, uh, all not Alzheimer. I keep saying Alzheimer's. It's uh, Asperger's. Asperger's. And uh, he was on the spectrum, so he could function a little bit. But like he would he would take the bus from like downtown Phoenix and show up at my house at 12, 12 midnight. You know, really? just just because he wanted to say hi. You know, and I was like, dude, this is not the way you say it, you know, buddy. Yeah. That's not how you do it. And he's like, okay. And his mom didn't tell me that until later on. I was like, oh, he must be on the spectrum. And so she told me, yeah, of course he was. So, like, so, yeah, but growing up, we didn't know. That wasn't something we knew a lot about mm. or heard a lot about. So I think I'm about, so I'm 48, you're 30. 27, man. You're 27, so I'm almost 20 years That's old. That's why I said he looks older than me, bro. Right, right, I'm like, right, right, right. I'm like freaking just Benjamin Button here yeah. going backwards. That's a good thing, though, man. I guess. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take it. But I'll I've, take it. I've had this beard since high school, so I've been buying, like, oh, alcohol dude. liquor since I was, like, 16, I've had this right. double since high school, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same yeah. Dude, I'm going to pause it real quick. Sorry about that. I had to get the mail out. That's okay. So here's, here's the thing. Tell us a little bit how you... So you said you said you had to use your comedy to cope for some things growing mm -hmm, up. For sure. So how did you get into formal comedy? First, how long have you been doing comedy right now? So I'm about two and a half uh, years in now. Okay. I, I started okay. in December of 2020. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know if it really correlates. I did mushrooms twice before I ever got the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been wanting to be a comedian since I was 16. I, okay. Uh, okay. I got a job at Starbucks and we had to make a code, you know, to log in, you know, and clock into work. Sure. And it was a... Uh, Comedy nine six, you know, like the year I was born or whatever it uh -huh. was. And that was almost a decade before I ever did comedy, but I knew oh, I wow. wanted to do it. And I finally got the balls when I was twenty four. Okay. And I went up there and it's funny, I went out to Missouri. So I, I moved from Ooh. Phoenix <laughs> yeah, to Jefferson City, oh, Missouri. No, dude. dude. And you're gonna do comedy there, bro. Jefferson City, oh, Missouri. No. Yes. So so tell me, you're, real you're quick. talk you're talking like Jesse James at territory, bro. You're talking like they That's they still brew moonshine. <laughs> meth all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So here's my question. Like coming from Phoenix, which is hardcore, like we're 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 roughnecks out here. And we're kind of we're kind of like eh. you know, but we're not like we're not rednecks. We're roughnecks. Yeah. I think it's different. Like roughnecks are like you know our language is really foul. You know we're we're used to seeing crazy crap go down. It's mm. not it's not a, it's uncommon. the guys on the back of the horse bringing you your cows and stuff. Right. The guys yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like here's the here's the crazy part. Like it's not uncommon for us to hear gunshots in Phoenix. Like we've heard them all oh, the time. Oh no! And so we're like that's how oh. I woke up this morning. Yeah. Right exactly. <laughs> so so like as a result of that like. Like in Missouri, they may not hear that, right? So we understand that. So like I imagine going to Missouri from like – when I moved out here from the Midwest, I felt like I had to get a new layer of skin. I oh, was really? like, oh, yeah. I was, I, But I was like – I was super confident anyways, and I was kind of like, you know, I, I feel like I'm a big deal. I'm an arrogant little prick. So like as a result, I'm like, I know who I am and everything like that. But coming to Phoenix, people are like I, – I went to my neighbors, and I, and I was like, hey, how you doing? I just moved in. I just want to say They're like, what are you doing at my door? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just, I just moved. I have three kids. I want to make sure you're not a pedophile. You know that kind of thing. And so people get shot here for that. Bro. Yeah, and, they were, <laughs> and my neighbors were nuts. You know, except for the Mexican guy next to me, they were great. They invited me to Kinsiana. Let's have some food. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, Mexicans are amazing. You know, and I never, I never had that cultural, you know, influx in Ohio until I moved here. And so when I moved here, and I started recognizing, man, I had to get some thicker skin mm -hmm. because people just talk to you different. 
They're kind of like, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah. And people will be like, what's going on, fucker? How you doing, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'm like, the fucker's like a term of endearment for him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in the yeah. Midwest, are like, what would you say, bro? We went out back? Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. for, for us, it's very, very different coming here. But you grew up here. Mm-hmm. And like for you, it's like you understand that kind of stuff. So yeah. how did that translate into comedy at Jefferson? Dude, so I was definitely missing my Mexicans while I was out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I lived so in Jefferson City where we were at specifically, my buddy called it Chocolate City. Because mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of black people and mm-hmm. me and my buddy. There was right. actually an, like an all-black college, like right down the street and stuff okay. too. Okay. So I moved out there, lived with my friend because I mean, rent alone, he was paying seven hundred for a two-story house with a basement. And, oh you know, my god! The gosh. two living rooms. He had a what? fireplace. It was beautiful, huge home. Wow. Out here, I was spending a grand in rent alone for a right. like a one-bedroom on Studio. the third story. Right, yeah. Right. 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 So I was like, I gotta get out of here. It's getting too expensive. So I left. I went there, did the mushrooms. Yeah. And. uh <laughs> There's this little bar just outside of uh, just outside of Jefferson City, like just north. Okay. Tiny little bar in this tiny little town. This was the only establishment. It was that bar and then probably like 15 homes. Okay. That's okay. how small the city was, right next to a train track. And I was going there for a while, and they were all having like an open mic. Some guys would come play guitar or whatever, do mm-hmm. their thing. And I was the only comedian, and I was telling them I want to get on stage. So I showed up one night. My buddy's girl at the time... Um, his side girl, who's now his lady. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was working the bar and stuff. She was there, super cool. Shout out to Mandy. And uh, I, I got on stage. I was going to go up there. And I'm like, all right, finally had the balls. I went up, and I did so well. I had everyone laughing. It was first time on stage. I did so well. New people who lived down the block came in, and the like people who owned the bar were like, hey, can you go up and do that again? These people didn't see you. Oh, and wow. Me being a new comedian, I'm like, okay. yeah, okay. you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I bombed. Mm, Second mm, time is mm. terrible. Mm. But I did, like, yeah, I really, from the beginning, man, like, I had something. I knew I had something. Okay. And, like, even doing it, like, a few times after that, my third, fourth time or whatever, mm-hmm. even if people weren't laughing, they were listening in okay. a way where I'm like, I do, I, like, again, like you said, the voice or something. I have this thing that people right, are drawn right. to, and I'm like, well, your, right, vo- your you voice. You command the attention. Yeah, 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 your voice is important. You also look like Carrot Top with a beard. Here come the redhead jokes right, already. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's one of the first things we talked about when we met. We're, you're like, I get the whole Carrot Top thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, you do. I mean, you very, you very. I mean, I would play on that. He's because, in Vegas right now, but he's gone. Like, as far as like, as far as like his his peak and what he did. Like he's now at Vegas. Does it make sense? Like he's a Vegas. He's doing he's doing good. Don't yeah. He's probably making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But like. To have, to have somebody else come on come on that has that same even look, yeah. you can play off that. Like, I had no problem being told, you play like this player. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Or when I was speaking as a pastor, to be like, say, like someone says, you sound like this mega church pastor. I'm like, well, that sounds great. I mean, that guy's we're well known. I feel good about that. Yeah. You know, so when you're compared to somebody who's great, I think it's a, I think it's a compliment versus like somebody go like, oh, I'm going to be my own thing. No, dude, this guy, these are guys who are trendsetters, man. He's his own trendsetter. He's going to do his own thing differently, but like, yeah, be, just just look at look itself. People yeah. want to hear you. Like, okay, what's the redhead ginger guy going to say about yeah. stuff like that? So, and obviously, because you're a comedian, mm-hmm. you probably take that in. Like, this is perfect. This is great for me. I can, I can use for it. sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. What is it like? Any any press or anytime anyone's talking about you, negative yeah. or positive, it's a good oh. thing. You know what I mean? All yes. press is good press. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Oh yeah. So, I, I I um I don't know, man. I really admire the people who were doing comedy before me. I don't know if a lot of like younger dudes my age. Mm-hmm really go back to i mean not even just like carlin and Pryor, like way back when those guys are the greats you right, know right, I mean? they're right, on the right. rushmore of comedy sure but um like just back to like the 90s and stuff in the early 2000s and like the jim nortons and the you know because dane cook came up with those guys yeah. bill burr yeah, yeah bill burr. oh my gosh bobby burr. kelly 
yeah, Boston. Dude. That's Boston boys, right. man. Yeah, Those are hardcore are. guys who came, and then they went to New York, and that's honestly uh, my uh, next plan, man, in the next couple of years. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, out here it's fine, but it's either L.A. or New York, and I don't want to go to Cali, man. Yeah, I know, dude. Fuck that. So I'll just probably go East Coast, visit some you know family on my dad's side. And have you been up? Have you been to East Coast not yet? Not once, man. Oh, I've only wow. been to the Midwest. Missouri's the furthest. Missouri's I've been. The furthest. Okay. Okay. Or no, he, probably uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Either way, somewhere Sheboygan. in the Midwest. Sheboygan. Yeah, man. It's, man. It's, it's, it's kind. Of, it's kind of up there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, East so, Coast. East Coast. East Coast people are different. Uh, but I, I would say like people out towards the east. Because remember, most of America lives on the east. Most of. It. I mean, I think it's like eighty percent. Well, of like of our commerce is east of the Mississippi. Well, and there's you nothing know. you can yell at somebody on the East Coast that they don't get yelled at them every day on the street when they're just walking to work. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, California and the West Coast people, we ignore each other. On the East Coast, you're like, hey, watch where you're going, you bum. You know, kind of thing. It's very different. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's exactly what they are. It's a, but it's see, a, in Boston, that's that's how they say, what's up, bro? Yeah, hey, man. get out of the way, bro. Mm-hmm. Those are what's hardcore up? guys, man. Yeah, but it yeah. made them, and those guys too, those, those, um, those are the veterans now of, of our day, of our yeah. generation yes. of comedy. Those oh, yeah. Bill Burrs and stuff, and they they talk shit to each other, man. The, Dude. The comedy seller in New York, they had a, <sighs> they called it the table in the back with Colin Quinn yep. and all those guys, and they'd oh walk in gosh. and be like, Bill Burr be like, what's up with that fucking shirt? And he'd just yeah. give you shit instantly, and you like, those guys really got like their balls broke, and I, I like that too. Like you said, mm-hmm. calling people out for their shit, I yeah. love that, man. Oh, dude, that's it's a huge. I mean, in the comedy realm, from what I understand, and I have another buddy who's a comic, so and I know his name now, I remember. So, uh, but I, it that is, I, I think you do, as a comedian, have to have a tremendous amount of skin, you know, like thick skin, mm-hmm. and like nothing's off off uh, off color for you. Everything's fine, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's that's one of the things that I think where 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 we are in culture right now with all wokeness stuff and everything like that, we're always afraid of what's going to happen to how it's going to. So how do you tip tap around that kind of stuff, or do you not even care? Oh, I don't. Oh, that's so great. I love. It. We got a guy who's just like, dude, I'm going in. I upset people. In. Yeah, oh, I, that's I like great. that. It's that's great. I really, dude. Um, Patrice O'Neill, one of my all time favorite comedians. I like him. R- rest yeah. in peace, man. He yeah. passed back in 2011, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said um, comedy shouldn't be everyone laughing. He said mm-hmm. it should be 50% people laughing and 50 people like horrified, completely mm-hmm. like what's going on, you know? Right, right. Because that makes shock value. Yeah, man, yeah, the yeah. shock. Because yeah. not everyone's going to get it, you know what I mean? But the people mm-hmm. that get it really get it. And mm-hmm. like if I ever blew up, I didn't want to be like huge, man. I don't want to be super famous. If mm-hmm. I can just pay my bills and live the way I'm living now, mm. just off comedy, and I don't have to go back to Little Caesars yeah. or yeah. fucking Starbucks or anything else, right? I'd be happy, man. That's a blessing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, what inspires you? So, I'm, I'm assuming that you have bits. I've never seen your comedy before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it and finding out where you play next. So, where is your next? You know your next gig yet? So, I go every Tuesday. So, I just did a show uh, last night. There's an open mic, but I sign up, so I'm actually on the list. Okay, okay. Uh, over at Bull oh. Shooters, 35th Avenue in Peoria, if you're familiar. That big-ass pool So hall. next Tuesday, was, we'll go there. Was we'll, there we'll, a big dude with a gold tooth and dreads that came last night and did his first show? Shit, I don't. I didn't really stick around too much. I see a few okay. people before me and a few people after me. There's a guy that uh, I was talking to a couple days ago at a store I go to all the time, and he was saying he was getting ready to do his first comedy show. No and way. I was wondering if that... I, I feel like that's where he was doing it at, because I almost came out and watched. Really? Yeah. So I, I love tube. to see I love to see your comedy live and see what that's like and be there and so on and so. What is it like? So 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 you're you 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 have that that's every Tuesday. 
Yeah, I uh, do it every Tuesday. 35th yeah. and where? Uh, 35th Avenue in Peoria. Okay, 35th and Peoria. Next to that uh, Planet Fitness mm. and the, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, it's that. the Garcia's yeah. that's torn down yeah, now yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right there. And that's the cool thing, too, man. I was going to Bull Shooters for, um, dude, since 2017. Again, before I ever started comedy. Okay. I was shooting pool nonstop. I okay. had uh, this buddy, Christian, that I met. I worked uh, delivering pizzas at Barrow's Pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah for yeah. the longest time. Great pizza, dude. Yeah. He was my manager, so we would close down shop. And uh, I don't think he's working at um, Barrow's anymore, so I can say this. We close down shop. We'd do a dab in the walk-in freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we would, uh, we'd head over to Bull Shooters every single night, man. And we call it our therapy. And we'd shoot. And he taught me everything I know, and he fucking he could really shoot, man. And I oh, could wow. I could cut, and he could bank. So people would be like, "Hey, let's play for ten bucks," and I'd be like, "All right, teams," and I'll cut, and you bank, man, and we'll just mm-hmm. go back and forth. And we would do that every single night until COVID hit. Oh wow! And he had a wife and kids, and sure. he's like, you know, got to look out for the family yep. and stuff. Right, dude. Absolutely. We didn't know what it was yet, you know. So yeah, he was scared. Yeah. His wife was scared. So that kind of I stopped going there, and then that's when I moved to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then got into comedy, and I've been doing that nonstop. And then I found out Bull Shooters had the open mic, and I'm like, no fucking way, man! This was my home for years. Like, <laughs> right, right. I'm right. meant to come here and do yeah. shows, bro. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Man. So it's cool. So what is your so? What are things that that you find in life that you work into bits? Like unpack that, and like, and how how do you know? Like, there's something that you there's something there's there's so much comedy out there right now, and there's so many different aspects of comedy. I watch probably, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I watch probably two to three hours of comedy a day, just so you know. Nice. So I watched I watched that that many comedians and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Burr is one of my favorite, mm-hmm. really is. So when you say when we drop names like that, and I'm like, I like him. So so Daniel Tosh, so yeah. one of my favorites. So which is fascinating because everybody out there seems like. And by the way, I don't think Joe Rogan's a really good comedian. No, I like I him better on his podcast. Yeah, I, think I love his, his personality. I his, but I think his per. I think I think. He has good content. Mm-hmm. I just think his podcast is so much better mm-hmm. than his comedy that, like, his comedy can be worked into his podcast. And I'm like, because so I, I watched him a little bit just the other day, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So when my my family goes to bed, uh, probably around nine o'clock. Everyone goes to bed in my house around nine o'clock. So my kids and everything, or they're coming back from like work. My kids work late. Okay. okay? And so I'll flip through YouTube's and watch the newest comedians or the oldest comedians I can find mm. and watch that because there's something about comedy that is very, very, very holy to me and almost pure. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't like only the dead are permitted to speak the truth mm-hmm. and also comedians, yeah. you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Like and pastors, comedians and the dead yeah. can, t- can tell you the truth. And, uh, but, the, but the comedians do it in such a way that it's, it's so comedic, comedic and fun. And you're like, that's amazing. So how do you, how do you keep the content fresh? How do you keep the content coming? And how do you, you know, I, I even think that as I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a cigar industry and I'm an online retailer and a, and a local retailer here. So I'm always thinking to myself, how can I make it better? How can I how can I drive content more? How can I make more creative videos? How can I do something like this? You know, how can I use this guy to tell people about my cigars? Yeah. And how can he say something funny on a YouTube short that makes it really, really good and hysterical? You know, things mm-hmm. like that. So those are things that I want to hear from you. Like, how do you create content for what you're doing? I, uh, well, going back to just what you said too, man, about, um, like comedy is so pure. It's cause like you, I mean, obviously we can fake laugh, but when right. you do laugh, it's involuntary. It's just like, a, yeah. it's like a, it's such an ancient thing that we've been doing mm. forever. You know, like it's, it's, it's real and it's raw. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't really, it's like almost like an orgasm. You, right, know right. I mean? you can't fake it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, don't I mean, know. well, you I've, can fake I've those. Heard, but, I've heard things. I've heard things. But I'm saying when yeah. it's real, it's real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, but um, I uh, dude, I constantly stay um writing new shit in my head though. Okay. I don't really like writing stuff down. I I really? just that's not my style. I don't want to um keep myself locked in. If I say it this specific way, then I'm stuck. Or what if I come up with something new on the spot while I'm on stage, and now it's like hard to you know go off on this new tangent, but then come back because I'm trying to follow word for word this structure that I set out. Like I love, I'd rather just free free flow. So I go up there and I talk about stuff that's happened in my life. I'll bring up something that's like funny that happened the other week, like the day before. So Sometimes give me I'll a little bit of what, you, what, what what you talk through. Give me a little bit, just like free free flow for us a little bit. So, no, on the spot, bro. I know I'm trying to Johnny tell you something. Spot. I'm trying to tell you something that I was talking about last night. Okay, good. like video games. I was making a joke last okay. night. I got on stage. I'm like, I'm not a huge gamer, but I'll always play video games for the rest of my life. Right. I'll never stop. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll be 85, shitting in adult diapers at a desk, playing you know Grand Theft Auto 16 <laughs> on my PS9. <laughs> Great. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like doing yeah. that type of shit. Right, 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 right. Um, and all all types of experiences. Lately, I've been talking a lot about sex, uh-huh. and I'm like, am I beating this horse like this dead horse too much? You know, like, are you beating yeah. the horse too much? <laughs> yeah, I have been. Yeah, it's been a couple months. I haven't okay. beaten my horse. But, okay, okay. Yeah, man. Just personal experiences because, again, another thing that uh, Patrice, I really look up to this guy. Like, I found him probably. Just before I really got into comedy. Okay. And the way he talks, he's so just like, he doesn't give a shit at all. Right. He right. just says it how it is, and right. everyone loved him for that. Whether you liked or hated what he said, mm. he would still, people would be like, all right, that is funny, though. At least he has a perspective. And I really admired that. But um, you you can't beat the truth, man. Nothing's better than the truth. And when I talk about these personal experiences, no one can take that from me or be like, hey, that's my bitter, that's this and that. Like, I'm talking about something that is true to me that is only, like, from my experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyone mm-hmm. could talk about how airplane food sucks or, right, right, you know, right, my ex-girlfriend right. talks fucking sure, all the sure, time. Sure. But, yeah, I take my own experiences, and I like to bring those to the stage. Okay. It's just, like, okay. it's very unique and very very my own, you know? So now, Have you ever been on a podcast or anything like that where you played off somebody where you guys were all talking about a subject? <clears throat> and you all brought your own comedic genius to it. Yeah, for sure. My uh, shout-out Friendly Uproar, my podcast with my uh, okay. two good friends. We were doing that. But uh, recently our lives kind of went different paths. My buddy had a kid. Uh-huh. We were living together for a while, but uh, we all moved apart, You know, got our own places and everything. And uh, we would just go on there and we would talk about whatever. It would be about 30 to 45 minutes every podcast. Uh-huh. We talk about music a lot because me and my buddy Jeff, that's how our friendship kind of came to is mm-hmm. the Jack White Lazaretto album came out when we first okay. met. Okay. And we were like, dude, this is badass. I took him to Zia Records. Okay. I showed him Zia and we had flicked through records and CDs, buy DVDs and <clears> just <throat> sharing music, man. But yeah, that that was when uh probably a get together. That's the only podcast I've ever really done. Okay. Other than this. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so if somebody wanted to book you, email you, find you or anything like that, how would they find you? Uh that's a good question, man. Yeah, that's I mean that's one of the first things I yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh yeah. Instagram. At, Instagram, uh, okay. at Burke Frog, like the first part of my last name, B U R K Frog, F R O G. Burke Frog, yeah, Burke Frog. Okay, okay. Why Frog? Why Burke Frog? Because tell me a story about that. Yeah. Because hey, dog, what's up, dog? Me and my buddy say dog, and then we'd always mm-hmm. fuck with words, give each other nicknames. So right. dog became frog. So it's like, what's up, frog? And <laughs> we just frog. do that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. That's literally that's okay. the most simple explanation, man. Just yeah. Dog yeah. became frog, and uh, me and my buddies, it's a term of endearment we use. I get all of my friends now. Any new people I meet, it's in the vernacular. So I'll okay. just say it, and it gets stuck in other people's heads. So they go, "What's up, frog?" Okay. And they always say it to me, so it's kind of become. Well, this. Let me let me bring something up to you. I think it's interesting. So uh, there was a big a big uh, in the comic scene, and I guess the pro comic scene, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's a big there's a woman who was talking about how women don't make as much money 
as male comedians in the comedy scene. Yeah, in the comedy scene, and she did it with uh, the who's the guy who does the Bert? What's his name? Crusher. Crusher. Yeah, <clears throat> did the whole uh, you know I'm the I'm the machine guy. Uh, she was talking to him, and he was on a, he was on a podcast with her. He does like a podcast, I guess. Uh, he does it with another guy too. I think I can't remember the two the two two bears one cave. Thing. Tom Segura. Yeah, Tom Segura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were they were talking about this, and it was just him and her, him and her, and she was just talking about the the idea. What's funny? I, I saw that, and I was like, "Well, it's always going to be male male friendly. I mean, anything that's performance oriented, you're going to have more men, more professionally performers, mm-hmm. you know, outside of probably porn or something like that, versus like right. you know uh, women, and they're going to get paid more because typically guys tend to perform professionally." Uh, in that vernacular, more than women, and men tend to pay more to mm-hmm. go see something, if you would. So uh, she was talking about that, and it was funny because it was the first time I ever saw a comedian backpedal. I'd never seen a comedian backpedal, and he was backpedaling. He was Kreischer, kinda, yeah, Kreischer, yeah, 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 it was backpedaling, which I, I really thought was, I think he was trying to be um, nice and accommodating to a female com- comedian who yeah. is funny, and I've seen her stuff, uh. who is funny, and I've seen her stuff. So, uh and, and and trying to be a little more, you know, politically correct and stuff like that. And when he was doing that, lost all respect from me. And I was like, oh, gosh, are you serious, mm-hmm. dude? Yep. Come on, just tell her what you think, man. Mm-hmm. Just tell her honestly. I mean, you guys are comedians. But I wonder, is it like that in the real world with comedians? Like when girl, girls and guys come in, all of a sudden is there this like, okay, guys, we have to play nice with the girls. And girls, you got to play nice with the guys. How does that work out in, in the real life of where you're at? Because I what I saw on the pro level are just what was just published on YouTube. Mm. I was like, dude, it looks like he's backpedaling trying to be really, really nice. Now I don't know his motives or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying what it looked like to me. Yeah. I I would say uh no, not at all. Because it's the real world. I we don't have a bunch of money to lose. Right. Or, or okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. People or um sponsorships, sponsorships or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, man, it's the real world. But I see a lot of girls girls. This, this is another. <laughs> That's it, dude. dude. That's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm just here's the fact. Here's the fact, guys. Here's a fact. When ladies, when ladies come into anything, it complicates it. Mm-hmm. It just does. And so, like, and, and it's not a matter of being sexist. It's a matter of like, okay, it's a little different. You know, everything. It's it's a it's a female take on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of what you think about gender fluidity and stuff like that, it's different. Yeah, it, it is. just is. You know. So go ahead and tell me what you're gonna say because I saw it in your face. <laughs> I was like, say it, bro. Say it, bro. Dude, a lot of girls, what I've noticed is a lot of girls are coming in, and I see it in, like, uh, higher levels of comedy, too. Okay, okay. They're women trying to be like the guys. Oh, You're okay. not like us. Yeah. Be a fucking woman. Give me the woman's perspective. Don't walk in like, oh, I want to suck all the dick, and this is like, do you? Yeah, or you really yeah, want to yeah, find yeah, someone yeah. you love? Because that is kind of a guy thing, too. I know it's right. been normalized now, but, like, yeah. yeah, I think guys are, I mean, let's go back to we can get how many women pregnant in a day to a month to a year. You right, know, we right. continually make sperm, but women can only hold one baby for nine months. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. So we are, let's say, built mm-hmm. to have a lot more sex, a lot more partners. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot more women are looking for, you know, love. Right. hundred percent. You know 100%. what I mean? Like love so, kind of comes later so with you're, guys. You're saying that, yeah, I would definitely say, I, well, we can unpack that a yeah. whole time. That's a great, that's a great, that's a fun comp. That's one of my favorite because it pisses it? people off. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. Cause I've got, I've got some, I got some strong, strong, good stuff on that. I got research like crazy on that. It'll blow your mind. Anyways. Um, so here's my, here's my thought. But so when women are coming in, you're, they're trying to be just like guys. A lot yeah. of the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it comes with the comedy, though, with, like, with the nature. You're trying to be like rough and tough and this and yeah. that, but it's like... Well, it, it is. I it, mean, you're up on stage. You're, yeah. you're well, a victim up on stage, man, of everybody's judgment. And if sure. you think about it, if you look at who some of the most 
successful female comedians are in the industry, they yeah. are the ones that aren't afraid to get up there and be the rough. Name five. What do you mean name five? Name five 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 women comedians. Uh, Queen Latifah. Okay. She's a, um, she's a comedian? Yeah, bro. She she really? Have, you, have you never seen Comedy Def never. Jam? No. Oh, I've seen Comedy <laughs> Def Jam. <laughs> there yeah. are more than five women on Comedy Def Jam. Okay, so Queen Latifah, go ahead. I'm thinking, I'm, thinking just, I'm thinking just now. I'm just thinking of uh, like right currently. now. You're going to make me look a, it up. If Amy Schumer, yeah, I don't know if she's still a, doing yeah, it. Amy Schumer. Yeah, Schumer, there's Schumer, another one. Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. What's the other? Um, what's the who's the lady? Eliza Schlesinger. You got um, the blonde girl. The blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, who's the lady that just hosted? Uh, she just hosted a big event. Um, it wasn't the Burt Kreischer roast. No, 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 no. Um... She was on Comedy Def Jam with like uh, Mike Epps and uh, another uh, black female. Yep, yep, oh, yep. Mel- what's her? Mel- not Melinda. Uh, oh, man, I know you're talking about though. Uh, the she- one who's like a movie star now. Yep, I, I know you're talking. She does a lot of stuff with Kevin Hart, I believe. Yes, too, yes, and, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 I'm forgetting yeah. her name, but yeah, her as well. Uh, yeah. uh, so, so look, you got Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. So you have Tiffany Haddish, Amy Schumer, Ali Wong, Sarah Silverman, Joan Rivers, Wanda Silverman. Sykes. Rest Silverman. Peace, Joan Rivers. Yeah, I mean, Rivers. I could even get into like... Uh, Dude, Rivers was just brutal, yeah. man. Yeah. Rivers was one of those people that you just... When she walked in, she I mean, was even, a queen. Even Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. She went super political for me. I can't, I can't, I can't expect it anymore. I don't... Yeah, um, yeah so like... But here, here's but she she was comedy there's, girl at one there's, point. Yeah. There's definitely five. <laughs> yeah. But but here's here's my point. Like naturally, I can name like ten guys. Now here's my question: mm-hmm. Is that naturally because like I'm just a dude and I think like a dude does, or is it because that there's more guys? And here's the thing: and the research I I produced was uh, there's more guys. It's like it's like eighty uh, percent guys and twenty percent girls. Yeah, you know, in comedy, and it's like that in most jobs, by the way. Outside of yeah. outside of like you know. Um, you know, nurse or anything that's more nurturing. Yeah. Necessarily, it's more it's more men. So when we, we get the whole conversation of why can't women be paid more, just like men, a lot of times women don't want to take risky jobs like guys. Yeah. Do, you know, or stay longer or come earlier or things like well, that. You know, naturally, I've been doing comedy because I had to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, growing up, you know, as a, a ginger with <laughs> all this stuff, like I right. had to learn how to shuck and jive and be funny and figure shit Ooh. out. Girls who get into comedy just are like, oh, that's funny or that looks cool. A lot of these ladies, they didn't have to do this beforehand mm, you know what mm. i mean like i had to get people to like me right you know right. and that's it's a guy thing a lot of guys have to do that because we don't just show up and be validated but women are and that's the truth man that you show up you just show up with a Dude, vagina stop, and stop people second, already stop, want you stop stop say that again because that was some like <laughs> gospel bro say it again it's the truth guys don't guys don't show up we're not born validated, but women straight are straight up, bro. You we think, have to. We have to up. bring something they, to the table, man. You think that they walk in validated to a comedy show, though? Just realistically speaking, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, okay. no, but in okay. life in general. Yeah, but yeah, no, okay. women. That's where women have to work harder. But that's where I'm seeing it, Copy. where it could almost be cringy to where they're not being themselves. Now they're trying to be a thing, and that's where I notice with a lot of young comedians. Um, and, and I have I've tried it before too, early in the beginning, trying to be funny like lebron mm-hmm. james doesn't step on the court and try to be lebron james <laughs> right he right. fucking is you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean he just is it's yeah, like yeah. this is what i do whether yeah. i have a microphone in my face or not this is how i speak mm. so like mm. it's just it, it it's what i do man it, it comes out of me man if okay. i didn't have a podcast if i didn't have the stage i would still be making people laugh at the fucking circle k when i'm picking up you know a right. soda pop or something right right you right. Know right. i mean right. making the cashier laugh, laugh. yeah exactly so so that's that's what i do absolutely fascinating like so when you talk about yeah, a guy needs to earn his, his spot, yeah. his validation. I think that's a huge, huge point, man. That that's a really good, especially with with other dudes. We see it, you know it. It's guy, it's guy code. Yeah, it's guy code. Guy doesn't walk in. I mean, if, if guy walks in, 
I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've told this to my, my daughters and my wife. And this, this goes back to when I was, when my, when I told my son to beat that kid's ass. Remember that whole story? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So there's a long, long story short, like, um, my wife was a teacher for many years in the mm-hmm. public school system. And, uh, uh, some young man in eighth grade made sexual advances towards my daughter and said he was going to rape her. Wow. Right. Yeah. Can you believe it? Eighth grade, right? So uh, I told my son, I'm like, you go and you beat that kid up. Just so you know, that's what you do. That's how we handle this. Okay. You're, you're the extension of my justice on that. Campus. It wasn't that blank. It was go ask the kid if he'll apologize to your sister. It wasn't just go beat the kid up. Don't. Yeah. He did it the right way. He said, go try to make, go see if the kid will apologize. The kid didn't apologize. Then you gave him the permission. So thanks for, thanks he didn't just walk in and beat the kid up. Thanks, Come on. Thanks for blowing the whistle, though, because it was, it would have been better if I just beat him up. So he would have thought I was. No, bad. no. That, that Trying to validate court. myself right here, okay? No. So, that's no, more but, validating. But, that, but, but yeah, <laughs> that, that, that definitely makes me respect you more to right. be like, hey, let's do this verbally. Well, and we did. And we, here's the, the point is that, like, there's a, there's a point where. And I remember telling my 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 wife, I'm like, listen, this is this has to happen this way, mm-hmm. and this is how boys boys need to be put in check. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is a pecking order with young men, and if you don't understand that, okay, well, the kid's gonna get like ruined later on in life. This young man will go into a bar at 21 and piss off the wrong guy, and he'll kill him. Yeah, you know, so like this is important. I'm, Cam's my son's probably saving this kid's life ultimately. Yeah, the you lesson. Know? So man. yeah, exactly. And so and, and it did. It really did. It actually changed the kid's life and everything else like that. Um, <clears throat> so. In, in that regard, I never really thought about like the validity and the validation that females may not have, you know, when they when they come in and they have to earn that mm-hmm. in comedy. How many times do you see that happen in a successful way where you are where you are right now with with female com- comedians coming up versus men? Like, how many women get up there? And they they blow it and they, they get off stage and they probably never do it again. Versus guys who get up there and do it and blow it, or will they? Which gender is more likely to go back up for a second beating? Is the question, I guess. I I honestly think it's a I honestly think it's a personal yes. thing, but okay. but probably dudes honestly okay. because okay. we deal with rejection all the time. Again, mm. it goes back to relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just us. We have to we have to be funny, you know, and interesting or charismatic or have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I see a pretty girl, it's just a pretty girl. It's like, oh my gosh, I already want to talk to her. I want to take her out. I'm going to obviously pay for the meal. I'm going to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And then hopefully by the mm-hmm. end, you know, maybe I'll, you know, get a hand job in an Arby's parking lot or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. With the Arby's beef and cheddar or or, or just straight up? The meat mountain. You know, where oh, they put every so single you got to take all of the... Sl- yeah. But then, you gotta use two, but then you got to use two hands this with all that meat. This is definitely a 21, <laughs> 21 plus podcast. It was, it was great. It's yeah. so this is what happens when you put a comedian on with somebody like me. Because I'm going to I'm gonna rift off of it all day, dude. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I think, I think it's good. I want you to be who you I, are. Don't who, yeah. No, I don't think I. I do really think it is a personal thing because we all go through our own personal hell and stuff right, with right. life, and it teaches you that like you don't get a lot of stuff, especially with this comedy thing, right away. It's going to take years. Like back in the day, luckily now we have the internet, mm-hmm. so you could post a clip <clears throat> like a song. You can have a one hit wonder where and be it pops seen. Yeah. and get seen. Oh, that's what happened that kid with that that song. She. Yeah, the TikTok one. Yeah, the she. Yeah, that that you heard that song. She. I don't think so. Where it's like she. I'd be like she working on the beat. I did not know that that was like a one. Yeah, hit there's a YouTube lot of wonder. TikTok songs. Yeah, and, that it, went and, and Doritos mainstream. picked it up and made it a commercial. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. So like things like that are really happening. And so my, I guess my question is, do you do that with a YouTube channel or anything like that, where you like, where you like video yourself and then put it out there on YouTube or anything like that? Because or is there? Or, here's my question. Here's my question. This is a good question too, okay. man. Or you not want to yet because you don't feel like you're ready for it. 
That no, that is a good that is a good question. Dude, just uploading stuff to the internet takes so long, man. You got to download and then upload. And I you know, dude. Edit. I, I've edited it. videos for eight it, yeah. hours. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. So uh, with the podcast I was doing with my friends, it's just kind of on like at a halt right now. It's not over, <clears> but sure, friendly sure, sure, has sure. been stale for a little bit now. But uh, yeah, I would I would uh, set up my iPad or like I had like a GoPro or whatever. Sure. Record it and then um, I would chop it up into like it'd be a thirty to forty five minute podcast. Chop it up into four or five minutes and throw mm-hmm. that on Instagram. Because YouTube was taking forever. I tried it, and then it wouldn't upload in the right quality. It would look like trash mm-hmm. or something, and it was just pissing me off and taking too long. Sure. So I was putting everything on IG. Okay. So Instagram, I have my own page for uh, Friendly Uproar and everything, uh-huh. as well as my stuff, too, and I chop and edit that up. And But it's mostly just Instagram. I haven't put anything on YouTube yet. Okay, okay. YouTube's a pretty big platform. We, By the way, yeah. I, have a, I have a love-hate relationship with YouTube. Yeah. They canceled one of my channels. Really? Oh, totally. Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were uh, canceling a lot of channels a lot of last cigar, year. ATF or got, two years ago, year so, and a half. Yeah. So about four years ago, three years ago, uh, they demonetized all ATF channels. So alcohol, tobacco, and firearms were all demonetized. At one point, we were making probably about uh, three to five, six thousand yeah. dollars per month just on on ad revenue. That's awesome. You know, and uh, and then now we make nothing. Mm-hmm. But we know that we get business from people seeing where we are and so on and so forth. They come to our website and buy our cigars. Uh, <clears throat> so it, it's it's really interesting to have that. Um, I don't know, man. Just just to have that that visual of who you are out there. And we thought about videoing this as well. We've tried a few times. You're right. The editing thing is a big. I know how to edit. I've been editing everything that we do here for our videos. Mm-hmm. I did, I probably edit probably three videos a week. Yeah. And that editing. It's probably about two to three hours. Yeah, it's time per video. Man. Yeah, sincerely, and so like it's it's a big. And then when you want, and then when you're creative, like here's here's another question I have for you, because I I know I'm a content creator. I know I'm also creative, mm-hmm. and it's weird to be held to a cigar only niche. Mm-hmm. It is because there's so many other things I want to do. There's, there's there's a lot of things I want to do with my faith. There's a lot of things I want to do with like comedy in general. So when you say comedy, I don't have aspirations going to comedy, but I really respect. Mm-hmm comedians yeah. like when i see what comedians do and what they do it's so close to what pastors do believe it or not it mm-hmm. really i mean there's there's well, sam kinison oh yeah yeah, 100%. Sam, oh, sam, yeah. Okay. say it say it yeah Come dude on, oh dude yeah, Rodney Dangerfield, that that whole thing back to school when he was there in there hey, oh. i was just watching that before i came in I freaking love i that just movie. had back to school i rewatched it again i had it on it was over and i'm like oh, i missed that one part and just whoop, turn dude, on again just, man just love that dude it's a, that, Rodney, that, dude. that's 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 the era i grew up in yeah. Was riding Dangerfield and, and you know Sam Kinison and everything like that. So here here's the here's the thing. So being 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 creative, mm-hmm. you know, and and trying to take all these. Uh, how do you drive your creativity as a comedian? I mean, there's obviously things that happen to you, or is there something that happens to you in your in your day? And you're like, that's content. I can use that. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens to you? Or? Yes, it's like day to day stuff. And honestly, man, with the whole comedy stuff, a lot of comedians fall into this, dude. Alcohol. Mm. alcohol and weed and it, it i will something will happen you know and i kind of see it like something mundane will happen and i'll be mm-hmm. like all right whatever something at work i'll go home i'll have a few beers and i'll think about it and it kind of opens something up and it's like it's great wow. but at the same time okay. it will kill you man yeah. alcohol is one of those things just like benzos that if you do it too much yeah. and then stop it will also kill you right so it's like right. fuck man it's a vicious cycle but um yeah man uh honestly been trying to uh cut back a little bit more i still Obviously, indulge, we're, but we're having these. We're having the leftover uh, hard, hard Mountain Dews. They have five. It's like having a beer. Dude. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. But yeah, a little bit of alcohol, maybe a little bit of uh, weed and stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of opened me up and kind of see a lot things of from a different perspective. Weed? Well, the thing is, nowadays everyone's sober, dude. 
all the comedians, especially oh, the really? LA guys, yeah, that's oh, wow. so hip now to be sober. You know really? how it is. Okay. Everyone's working out and getting healthy okay. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. That is and, uh, true. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I look at guys like, uh, like, I watched a lot of, like, like, Dice Clay is one of my favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. Dice Clay. Dude, oh, man. The, the, the nursery rhymes, bro. It's yep. so, so Dickory, epic, Dickory man. Duck. And, uh, or like, Robin Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, man. man, it's just. Williams was just an absolute icon, man. Dude. That dude, I mean, just and it, was he hurt? Let me let me go into this then too. So, because you because you probably started the catalyst for this conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been I've been I've been holding on to this. <clears throat> there's a dark side. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a dark side to everybody. Like there's there's things that. So here here's and I'll, I'll be well, for, I'll be I'll be confessional about this. This is really this is really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't get I don't get depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't get down even a lot of times uh, i have bad days here and there mm-hmm. you know and i get more pissed off than anything else um uh my wife and then other friends i have uh they've dealt with a dark side of like depression and life and everything else like that uh, i maybe had a year where i had maybe a, a dark spell with a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. if you would but never even in that year i was like well you know what things are gonna look up things are gonna be fine because and it could just be you know, my optimism or whatever it is or something like that, or it could be something. So with that darkness mm-hmm. that, that, that seems to haunt almost every comedian that w- that's out there yeah. that I see, uh, how do you channel that? And is it true that every comedian deals with a dark side? I think, I think that most do. There's <clears throat> definitely some guy who just gets up there and they are just that funny, you know, fun loving guy and, right, you know, right. has all that energy and stuff. Yeah. And then some people have to, pump themselves up. I know there's like a lot of cocaine in the comedy scene as well too. I don't oh, wow. I don't indulge. I don't sure, sure. like that shit at all, especially yeah. with the fentanyl and everything too and Oh wow. I okay. have I've have anxiety like my entire life and that sounds mm. so lame coming from my generation mm. where everyone's like I'm anxious or I'm depressed mm-hmm. and it's just like right, right, I right. really deal with this shit like a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't need uppers. That's why right. I love alcohol because it will bring me down to this chill level where I can organize all my thoughts man it's not just mm-hmm. like constantly being berated by this negative thought or being horny or whatever all sure, this sure. young shit that i'm going through man sure but, um yeah man i i think the darkness is like a good thing too right because that whole cliche i mean how are you gonna appreciate the light if it's you know right if it's yeah. never dark you know right right so, right I think it's a good thing in sharing my darkness and going up there and talking about like, hey, maybe I'm a little overweight lately and that fucking upsets me. You know, like yeah. I avoid mirrors. Like I walk past like Sasquatch. I'm like, yeah. oh shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> God damn it. That happens, man. Right. But right. when I expose that and I talk about myself, hopefully uh-huh. someone else in the audience, as cheesy as it may sound, be like, oh shit, I'm not alone. Like that guy feels that way too. Mm. And he has the balls to get up and say it, mm. man. Yeah, I like bro. self-deprecating shit. If you can do it well, and I, I do it pretty well. Yeah. I, I think it I think it's good, man. And it helps other people like, oh yeah, like we're we're all like pieces of shit sometimes, or we're yeah. all, you know, oh yeah, doing this and doing that and oh, not yeah. where we probably want to be. But it's okay to talk about that. And it, in turn, makes me feel better because I'm not just keeping it in all day. Because this depression stuff, man, like, I have been low lately because for the first time in my life, like, I'm extremely, like, alone. Okay, okay. And I don't think loneliness is necessarily negative all the time. I think mm-hmm. it's good to be alone and have your alone time, you know, and do your thing. But, Contemplative, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. I uh, The last two years, like, right when I started comedy, like I said, I moved to Missouri mm-hmm. and then that fell through. I was only there for two months and mm-hmm. then the whole thing with my buddy and his wife happened. So I had to mm-hmm. move back. I, uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time that I was with, once I moved and everything, we split up. Mm-hmm. Then some lady hit and totaled my parked car. So I lost my vehicle. So now I'm walking everywhere. Oh, wow. I, uh, 
moving situation, moved in with friends, then moved in with family, and then now I got my own place with strangers that I met off Craigslist, so that was weird as shit. Wow, okay. Brand new place, can't have pets, so I had to rehome my dog and my cat that I had for eight years. Oh, wow. And I remember being, I remember being in my first apartment when my high school girlfriend, me and her, split up. We got our place right out of high school. We were 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when my anxiety really hit. Like I got agoraphobic. I didn't want to go outside. I couldn't hang around my friends. I was constantly like anxious, man. Mm. And just like, I don't know what it was. Just trapped in my head all day and I couldn't get out of it. So my girlfriend ended up breaking up with me as she should have. Right, I was right, becoming right, a bad right. boyfriend, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And um, I remember sitting in that brand new apartment, me and my girl at the time just split up. And I was sitting on my couch, man. I was probably writing a song about her on my fucking ukulele mm-hmm. or yeah, something and yeah. just thinking about her and I was crying. And I remember my dog coming up to me, and he was licking all my tears. Mm. Every single tear that fell, he was licking them. He was just up in my face, you know, mm. paws on my chest. And uh, now when I'm sitting in this new apartment, living with these strangers that I found off Craigslist, I have no car, I can't go anywhere, I'm at a shitty job that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, now when I'm sad and I'm alone in that new room mm-hmm. and I cry, every single teardrop hits the floor now. None of them are caught. <sighs> That's fucking loneliness, man. Bro. And Bro. I'm... I'm a social guy, dude. Yeah, I like dude. to be around yeah. people and I, I love, it. like, yeah. this is a good way to turn off, you know, yeah. and have a conversation and stop all those uh-huh. negative cycles that can happen, you know, sometimes in my head. So there, there is something about, so here, here's the preacher coming out, brother. I'm going to start preaching for you a little bit. Okay, bring yeah. it on. <laughs> bring <laughs> it on, thinking dude. of church, baby. But like, there is something I think that God has created in every single person to be part of community. Like that, it's not, we're not meant to be islands. Mm-mm. And so when, when we are islands for too long, there's something in our spirit that kicks and we're kind of like. Okay, this isn't good to be here this mm-hmm. long by ourselves. And you're right. There is time to be by ourselves, and there is time to just contemplate what's going on. I enjoy that. Like, I get up really early in the morning, and so nobody else is up. It's fresh. I go work out. I get home, and I'm able to, like, spend time in the Bible, spend time thinking and praying to God, and spend time almost visually going through my day, mm-hmm. like what I have to do, things I have to get done, how I can better do certain things. I knew about this coming up, and I was thinking, I wonder how the conversation is going to be with Troy. What's this going to be like and everything else like that? Is he going to think I'm a weird religious guy? I hope he doesn't because I don't think I am. But <laughs> in the same in the same right, you know, I can't. I'm, I'm super unashamed about my faith, love Jesus and everything mm-hmm. like that, and I'll go down in flames for that. So, like, as a result, like, there's there's things like that 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 alone time, but then my wife wakes up, then my kids wake up, mm-hmm. and then like I was I, I I say like when I was 16 years old, man, I was born to be a dad, man. I love being a dad. I love being married to my wife. 27 years now, so yeah. like I love I'll be 28 in August. Uh, it's it's I love being part of that 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 nuclear family. But then I like there's people in my life that I like I I structure my life, so I've I have about six to eight friends that come here every Friday and I smoke cigars with them in that room right there just to smoke cigars, not to evaluate the cigar and not to like sell the cigar not mm-hmm. to, you know, everything that I do in the industry and everything like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I love it. Like I, I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that connection with people and so on and so forth. And I need that. I, I think it's the, the brotherhood that I, that I miss if you would. And I'm not competing with any of them. None of them have cigar stores or mm-hmm. anything else like that. They're just brothers in, and they care about that. Like, that's the one thing I think with young men that if I could ever give them any kind of piece of advice that I've had at every stage of my life in my 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, I've always had a, a band of brothers mm-hmm. that I get together with. I'm like, man, these guys. So does that happen naturally in comedy or is it because you're competing? Like, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not friends. We're just, we're friendly, 
but we're not friends. There's guys that I meet that are that are other cigar shop owners that we're friendly, mm-hmm. but we're not friends. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I mean, just t- talk that for a second. Mm. Definitely, man. That, that happens. Well, the funny thing is, too, when I first started comedy, like I said, that first place in Missouri, it wasn't a comedy club. It was mm-hmm. a bar that had an open mic, and it was music, and I was the only one doing comedy. So how I got into it was I was crashing music open mics. I wasn't even <laughs> going to comedy clubs. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. So I met my – I went to – I don't know if you're familiar with Kimmy's off of 51st Avenue in Greenway over there next to that uh, – I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that. Little bar. Mm-hmm. Kimmy's, um, it's this little hole in the wall place, man. Mm-hmm. And I heard they had an open mic, so I'm like, all right, screw it, I'm gonna go. Cars, you know, broken everything too. I can't take my vehicle, so two hour walk. I walk to this bar, and I show up. It's a bunch of people, you know, acoustic guitars, it's a bunch of like white people too, kind of biker ish. Okay, yeah, very. Yeah. And um, I'm nervous, man. I'm sitting in the back. I haven't signed up yet. I'm like nervous to sign up. This is the fourth time i've done comedy a bunch of bikers and yeah. i'd be nervous too yeah bikers and just a bunch of just older people too man and uh <laughs> i'm like screw it i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna smoke a cigarette you know yeah, i'm trying yeah, to relax yeah. Yeah, yeah i step outside as i'm walking out the door i hold the door open for this dude walks in probably the only black guy is gonna be in this bar uh-huh. walks right past me hold the door open for him go outside smoke a cigarette i'm so nervous i can't even finish it my stomach's turning i'm like screw uh-huh. this flick it into the street i go back inside and i see that black dude sitting in the back of the table and i walk up and i'm like Hey, what's up, man? Are you here for the mic? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you a comedian? He's like, no, dude, I uh, rap. I do hip hop. And I was like, what? And I looked around, and it's just a bunch of white people with acoustic guitars. I'm like, you're going to do hip hop here? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's an open <laughs> mic. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, well, if he's going to get up and rap, I have to do comedy. Yeah, okay. And we both put our names up there. We talked for a little bit. We shot some pool because uh-huh. that's that's what, what I also like to do is comedy mm-hmm. and pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, 30 minutes before we went up, we just sat there silently next to each other. Hands sweating, man. Ready? And we both got on that stage, and we fucking killed it. And from that day on, it's been a year now almost to this day, my buddy Chosen, we hit every single mic together. And that's one of my all-time greatest no friends in my kidding. life now. Yeah. No kidding, dude. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. I don't, that's awesome. I don't have a lot of uh, comedy friends, man. All right. my all my friends do music. So I'm actually- Okay, okay, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. It's cool that I'm not competing with anyone. Right, really, right, too, right, right. You know? Okay. And I wouldn't want to have that. I don't really have Do you really do music, that. too? Do you, like, no. do, do you like music or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, so, so you like music. Mm-hmm. What kind of music are you into? All of it. Okay. The only thing is I don't really care for like uh, newer country. Okay, yeah, That's probably the only thing I don't like. I don't want to hear about beer and trucks and stuff. You're you're Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard, you know. Older stuff. And I'm not even super familiar, but I'd rather listen to that than something more. Because everything sounds so poppy to me now. It's like rock and roll. It's like like old school rock and roll. Same thing. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I get that. But all types of music. Um on my uh, my podcast, Friendly Uproar, as well, Uh we uh, at the end of every episode, we shout out a song and we have a playlist that we have a link to on our Instagram. So you can click on it and you can listen to the songs that we shout out every week when we did our podcast. Really? As well. Yeah, because like I said, me and my buddy, we bonded over music. So so, you, so here's the question. I just just really interesting because I'm, I'm we're both we're both big music guys. Mm-hmm. I was in the music industry for a little bit. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that. A little, not not I was in the industry. I know a lot of guys in the industry, and I I play music and stuff like that. And I was in a band with my wife, and we'll talk about that later on. But the uh, <clears throat> but JB is a huge huge rap fan. If you would, both of us are rap fans. If you would, have you heard of this guy named NF? Mm-mm. He just dropped an album recently, like this past week. I think my ex girlfriend listened to him, dude. I, his, I think, dude, it's so. It, it, the album's called Hope, and it's this dude was like a he's like a former Christian rapper, but he's like the stuff he hits, and and how he comes out of a dark place to to produce what he what he gets and how he talks. 
You should, you should. I'm, I'm telling you right now, every single person that's listening to this podcast should go download NF's new album called Hope. Not one track is skippable. Okay. Not one. And the first, the the, the first song is a banger. I mean, yeah. it's just introducing the album. Wait, and so it, so ex Christian rapper? So I, I think he's a Christian guy, but he's so. Here's the thing about being Christian, anything. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like there's evangelical Christianity and there's a bubble to it, like CCM, which contemporary Christian music and so on and so forth, and people are. A Christian artist. Now, I'm a guy who's a Christian that owns a cigar store, mm-hmm. you know, and a cigar, an online cigar retailer, zillcigars.com. Go check out your cigars. Uh, but like, I'm I'm first and foremost just 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 a Christian, mm-hmm. and then I'm a then I'm a cigar salesman, mm-hmm. you know, if you would. So, but a lot of people tend to tend to take this term Christian and put you into this cultural mold that just will not fit. For people, so and you see that a lot, and so I mean, for example, like in my personal opinion and like studied academic opinion, when I'd say I'd say I'm a scholar with a little less, by the way, um, Jesus did not fit that mold. He just didn't. I mean, he was he was the, he was the natural rebel. I mean, the people wanted to kill him, and ultimately did was religious establishment. Mm-hmm. They just did, you know. So he was more apt to hang around with uh, posers, pimps, and prostitutes because mm-hmm. they wanted to see like what is so special about this guy? Who is this guy? I mean, like this, he's upsetting the religious. Right? What's going on? He drew crowds. You know? Oh, that's uh, how interesting he was. Twenty five thousand at some at some points, you know. Um, and so, like, it's it's incredible. And and nobody else has been on the earth. I mean, you can't find. It, it, there's there's so many factual reasons why I'm a Christian, but um, there's no person on this earth that's been more books have been written about, more songs written about, more art written about than Jesus Christ personally. So to say that he doesn't exist is not historically accurate mm-hmm. at all. Um, debating who he was. Some people can debate that. I just don't, I don't think it's really a big debate. Mm-hmm. But I think the the interesting thing is, so when when someone says Christian rapper, there's a mold that you fit with that. Yeah. NF is not like that. So I was just telling him about, because we were talking about anxiety and depression and things like that. Uh, while you were out there, JB's back at, at the table. He's helping a customer recently. Um, and I said, th- this this album really does speak a lot to that those themes of depression of coming out of that into what hope looks like and so on and so forth and i said he used to be a christian rapper and he goes okay what, what does that mean christian rapper i've never heard that and so on and so forth so in the music industry in particular and almost in any industry uh christians come into it and plunder a section of it to make it christian and unfortunately i don't think that's what god wants us to do as christians mm-hmm. he wants us to go in and plunder everyone's life in a sense to show them who Christ really is, where they are. Mm-hmm. I don't have to create a subsection of that yeah. to be something like, so I don't need to be a Christian comedian. I used to be a, a comedian who's, who's, who's a Christian. Christian. Yes. Yeah. He's a Christian. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, on, so, on, so it's like, you're not going to Bradley and go like, Bradley's a Christian cigar salesman. Well, <laughs> Bradley's a, Bradley's just a, he's a Christian guy. Yeah. yeah. I know him. He's, 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 I hope he's a good guy. You know, that guy, so like as a result, like there's subcategories of all these different things that Christians can do. And I get really frustrated with that because I'm like, that's a subcategory. It doesn't need to be there because then you're isolating yourself from people that really need to hear from you and be in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that as a as a pastor, as a Christian, as, as somebody who's you know actively involved in church and wants people to understand who, who, who Jesus is in the gospel is, I think that subsection does not help mm-hmm. in any way, shape, and form in anything. So if I were to go to a comedy club and so on and so forth, uh, and if I was a comic yeah. or something like that, 
uh, I wouldn't be a Christian comic. Mm-hmm. I would just be a, a comedian. And hopefully some of the things is funny, and I'd probably talk about church and my Yeah, your my faith would stuff. come into Exa- your material. Exactly. So. Very much like my faith comes into everything that I talk about here on the podcast, but it's not a Christian podcast. And here's where, here's where it gets really weird. We were trending number three in the Christian podcast. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And I was like, what? My buddy pulls up and goes, you're trending above this. Do you know that? I'm like, no, I didn't. And we, wow. tend, to, we tend to talk a lot about faith here in, once in a while. But like... I am not a subcategory guy, and I hate that mm-hmm. because I think what it does, it divides you and me continually, and we don't need to be divided. There's so much of that already yeah. with categories and subcategories of every little thing there is, you know, versus like, hey, dude, tell me what you think about this stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I don't need to make God weird to you. I don't need to make that, like, oh, you have, you have different views on that? Okay, let me, let me, let me where'd that come from? Tell me a little bit about that and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a weird conversation, but I, know, I think a lot of Christians don't know how to have that conversation. And so they get they make it weird. They're like, uh, "Have you uh, heard about the four spiritual laws?" Mm. Like, what the whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Have you heard about the gospel and the Romans road? And you're like, "What is that? What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, you know, and you're like, uh, "Do you know Jesus? Can I see your hand? Let me show you an illustration." I'm like, don't touch me. You know, yeah. So, so like, as a result, like, and I'm not trying to make fun of my brothers. Mm. I, what I'm saying though is like, what you what you expose just gen- being genuinely curious mm-hmm. is something that I, as somebody's been part of an industry for a long time have dealt with. Like, you're a Christian this, you're a Christian that. Yeah, man. No, dude, I'm just a Christian guy. I, I work in cigars and everything, and I have a thousand other things I'm really interested in outside of just the cigar world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I'm, I'm a big car guy. You know, so yeah. I, I worked in the audio industry for a little bit. So, like, those kind of things. So, But I wasn't a Christian cigar, car salesman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a car guy. I, I wasn't even a car salesman. I didn't work in sales. Um, so, like, as a result of that, I wasn't a Christian this or Christian that. JB is not a Christian cigar smoker mm. or something like that. But like, there's times that things like that. All these guys that I meet with, they're not all Christians. You know, it's like they're just they're my friends, yeah. and I love them to death. You know, they, they're some of the guys. They'll be the guys that carry my casket. Yeah, and that's you know? what Jesus would yeah. want, right? Exactly. For you to right. be friends with the right. the pimps and prostitutes Every, as well as the yeah, other holy place. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I don't think you're a prostitute or a pimp, but you know, maybe a poser. I don't know. Yeah, like, if I, little I'm a poser. Doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think I think you, you you bring up a very good point, a very good point. And I think that's something that. I probably have not talked on here about that. I think people want to know what I think about that because mm-hmm. I know people go, oh, he used to be a pastor. I wonder what he thinks about this and so on and so forth. And there's been people who have actually become Christians from listening to the podcast, yeah. which has been really kind of fun. Um, and I'm really excited that that happened in their life. But, like, my whole goal, you know, I, I th- here's the thing. I think God converts people. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I don't. I don't think I do. I think I tell people about the truth and who Jesus is and so on and so forth. But I don't have to. I don't have to convince them. I think God convinces them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think if you're God, you can do that. Yeah. You know that's true. Yeah. You know, so like as as a result of that, like I have a bigger, broader picture of stuff like that. But I also think like one of the things that would never happen if I was a Christian cigar salesman, I'd never have you on the podcast. I never would. Yeah. Because you say things that other Christians don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. But, yeah. Which is just weird. And I'm like, what? You hear it every day in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear everything, and these are things that you even think about. So why don't I have somebody on here that has a, a different viewpoint and Talk about it, and I'm not. I'm not at all like scared to talk about anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I think it's, it's great. But when you said subcategory, you're like unpack that for me. I'm like, okay, so there's my soapbox for well, that whole thing. Dude, yeah. it's. I think you're right though. I think labeling yourself is detrimental to you reaching a larger audience, man. Yes, like you. It, it is weird to put yourself in a box like that because then, I mean, before people even hear what you have to say, oh, I'm a this or I'm a you know, a Christian, oh, yeah. that, then they already get an idea of oh, what yeah. you are in their head before they even heard your fucking voice. You right. Know? So it's like. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a good thing, man. Like I right. don't. I'm just a comedian. 
I right. go up there and I talk about right. whatever, like I talk about uh, video games to uh-huh. the girl I was seeing last week, uh-huh. you know, my first Tinder hookup or whatever yeah. it is, man. I just, <laughs> anything. I love, yeah. I love like language. I still, I'm upset at all the older comedians too, that now they're trying to be PC, but they got away saying retard for the last 20 years. Oh, you wow. Oh, you mean like Carlos Mencia? Yeah. And yeah. again, if I'm going to hurt offensive people, I like saying the word faggot as well. Not yeah. even for gay people, but right. just yeah. calling my buddy a faggot is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, I'll yeah. use it. I, I made a joke on stage, man. At a, I was talking about how. Hmm. By the way, none of this is edited, dude. I'm not gonna Perfect. edit any of this. Perfect. So I keep it. I'm, I'm serious, dude. I never do. I yeah. never edit anything. If anything, I edit. If we stop or we stop one time, I have mm. to put two pieces together. That's about it. Okay. But I don't. You guys know this. If you listen to the podcast for a while, I don't edit any of this stuff. So there's so much dirt on me you could get from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but keep going. Um, I uh, I was talking about how I was at a bar one time. And I was drinking. I was hanging out. My stepmom took me out. Actually, it was hilarious. Enough. Uh, her and her uh, gal pals. We went. Okay. And they were buying me drinks all night and beers. And we're hanging out. We're shooting pool. And I'm getting loose. And uh, this train of girls, three girls, is walking by. And this mm-hmm. packed bar. So everyone's like, I'll turn to the side. No crab walking. Mm-hmm. And this chick gets in front of me. And she had, I'm telling you, man. Big heart? Biggest heart. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> biggest, she, no, I'm telling you, like yeah. three feet of cleavage. Mm-hmm. Huge tits. <laughs> three feet. Dude, it wow. was insane. And okay. as she walked by, I said into her chest out loud, I was like, damn, those titties. And they all went, what? And these three girls surrounded me. And they're like, what did you say? What did you say to my friend? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've been drinking. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm sorry. Right, right, like, right. What did you say? And they just were all upset. And I was like, I didn't mean to. I've just been drinking. And, like, hmm. and they walked off. I tell you, man, not even 30 minutes later, my stepmom, when she gets a little saw, she bounces around and becomes everyone's like best friend. She's yeah. talking to everyone in the bar. Right. My stepmom comes over to me and she goes, buddy, you blew it. I'm like, what do you mean blew what? And she's like, you know those girls? And you said, damn, those titties earlier? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, one of the girls, she knows you from your work. When you're working at Starbucks, she'll see you in the drive-thru. And she thought you were so cute and sweet and funny. It was not the girl that said, damn, the titties to was mm-hmm. one of her friends. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she thought you were so sweet. And now she thinks you're a fucking asshole. And I'm like, damn. And I felt bad, like legitimately felt bad. So let me let me unpack that for you for a w- real quick. Not unpack it, but let me just take an angle of this. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I think I need to unpack it. Just an angle. So, so you, but you, you're, you said something that I think was truthful that we're all what, thinking. Yeah. What's that noise? You hear that? Dude, it was my watch vibrating. Was wow. it your watch? I thought it was my phone. That's like, crazy. That's on my wrist. That's How? so weird. I don't know, dude. <laughs> That was so weird, How, man. Dude, it must have it must the vibration must have been doing something with the mic. That was crazy, dude. Wow. I heard it sound like a heartbeat. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, what was that? Okay. Sorry, guys. So not editing. Here we go. Uh but here so I get really frustrated when uh girls will go to the gym, put on really tight outfits, and then film themselves. And then when guys walk by and look at them and notice them, mm-hmm. because guys are visual, we all know that. Yes. Uh all of a sudden they get offended by that. And I'm just like, don't wear that to the gym. You know what's funny? I mean, just that don't... same chick probably has an OnlyFans account where she's selling her content oh, naked sure. to people who are looking at her. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like having a guitar center with a guitar in the window and be like, oh, how much for that one? It's like, it's not on sale. Like, yeah. Really? Well, the how fuck dare is you it objectify that, that, that thing? So, so the, yeah. But the girl, to your point, to, to the girl obviously had it out there for a reason. Of course. You know, because she wants guys to look. And, and my wife, my, this, this just happened in the night with my daughter because my daughter was... My daughter is 17 years old, and I was watching something. I was watching one of the gym things mm-hmm. where that girl said that I was flipping through uh, shorts on YouTube, and, uh, you know, creepy guy comes to look at me over, and why would he just leave me alone? 
and my wife sees it, and my wife's like, that's because you want him to look. You just want the right guy to look. When the wrong guy, when all guys look, you get pissed off and angry about it. You just want the hot guy to look. Because my wife goes off on that. My daughter starts getting an argument with my wife about this, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely hysterical because I'm like, uh, your mom's 100% right. 1,000%. Every, right. Single, every single guy's looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, every single guy's trying not to look and trying not to be a creep about it, but this girl's putting it out there. And the same way to you, the girl's putting it out there, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And so... How you dress also determines what all kind of attention, whether it's drunk or not, you attract. That's a big thing. It really is. It goes to women not taking accountability. Boom. Yeah. But yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I say that. Find out that one of her friends knew me and thought I was so sweet and funny and whatever. And now sure. she thinks I'm an asshole because I said that to her friend. Sure. And I felt bad for about two seconds, and then I thought, "Fuck this chick, dude." Mm-hmm. If I went to the bar. And I was talking to my friend. I'm like, hey, yo, Jeff, let's go to the bar, man. Like, let's go uh, hang mm-hmm. out. I want to shoot some pool. And he's like, yeah, man, I just got these new V-waisted shorts. Let me mm-hmm. throw these on. I'm like, V-waisted mm-hmm. shorts, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's cool. That's you know, what I'm saying. What's that? The waist goes down. So it shows Oh, the, the hoochie top. daddy shorts. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah, they call yeah, them. They the call hoochie. them the hoochie daddy but shorts. But I'm talking about like a legit, like, so yeah. side of your balls and the top of your dick. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that looks <laughs> awesome, man. And he goes to the bar. If we ran into a girl. You know, if we're shooting pool, whatever, and then I see the girl, I'm like, oh, that's the chick from Starbucks, man. That's the cute girl that I always see. She's so great. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go shoot pool by her, man. I want to get her attention. So me and Jeff are shooting pool, whatever. And if she wanted to squeeze past us, and as she was squeezing by, she saw Jeff, and she was like, oh, man, that dick. And I no longer wanted anything to do with her. The whole joke was, the whole faggot thing was, I'd say, even RuPaul would call me a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> If I no longer wanted <laughs> right. anything to do with her because right. she thought my friend looked good, right. I'm like, right. that's a ridiculous thing that only women can do. Right. Like, oh, well, this guy's an asshole. But if I turn right. her down, like, how lame would that be for me as a guy to not realize that, yeah, other people are hot. Like, I've been in love, mm-hmm. like, it probably, I would say, two times in my life. Mm-hmm. And while I was in love with this person that I would never cheat on, never want to i was super happy i still saw women in the supermarket and was like damn Dude, i yeah. would love to get a piece of that right right we still find people attractive oh, it's okay uh, if she uh, finds you know what I mean, but attraction is is a is a human thing that is just uh, everything now what you do with the attraction is is responsible for you mm-hmm. you know you're responsible for that i think that's an that's an important thing i but i don't think it's i don't think it's an it's an inappropriate thing even for a christian guy to to appreciate a woman's beauty yeah. without objectifying it, I think that's that's yes. the thing where you go, you objectify it and so on and so forth. And when you're toasted, you're going to objectify a little quicker, you know, <laughs> than other guys. Well, because you're toasted, you know. In that, mm-hmm. where are we at, uh, JB? We're one hour, right now. Okay, good, good. Well, I, I have some I have some final some final questions, you know, in in that regard. Yeah. So, what 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 would be the trajectory of the next five years for you that you want to see happen, and then. I want to I want I want to track back with you on something, but mm-hmm. so tell me the next five years. If next five years, I'd love to have this, 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 this happen. What would that look like? Okay, so starting uh, May twenty seventh. Well, not starting, but it will be the first time I'm doing a gig that I'm actually getting paid to do comedy. Okay, good. Yeah. So me and my buddies that I do, uh, they make music and stuff, and I uh, obviously do stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna host a show at a place called Lost Leaf downtown, mm-hmm. or like taking it for the night and stuff, and. Um, I'm going to host it. I'm going to do like 10, 15 minutes up top, you know, and then mm-hmm. invite everyone else on the stage, you know. Next guy up is blah, 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 and this and that. Have all my friends and everything, and we're going to do some music and some comedy. And uh, like I said, get paid. I think it's like 10% of all the money they make on the drinks that night. Oh, wow. That's awesome, Yeah, dude. we're going to split really amongst great. us guys. So just hopefully that is getting paid for, for my comedy. Right. The next five years, right. start making some money off of this, man. Even if it's a, like a chunk of change here or there, like – really start getting paid because I see some people who've been doing it for like six months and they're hosting 
shows here or there, you know, going to the big comedy clubs aren't as good as me. I'm going to be completely yeah, honest. I'm good. not trying to date myself. I like, think that's good, man. I, I think that's a good, I mean, honestly, you better think that for yourself. Like you yes. have, you have to think like, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm that good. I think I'm that good. I mean, there's, there's always gonna be times when the devil's speaking in your ear and stuff like that. Like you're not good. You, yeah, you're not going to that happens. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, whatever. So, but the, but the great aspect of that is like, if I didn't think I had something to offer, I'd never put up YouTube. Videos. Exactly. Yeah. If I didn't think I had something, something unique and fun that I could give and that would be both entertaining and informative to people, mm-hmm. never do YouTube videos, never do this podcast or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. If I thought it was just boring and stupid and dumb, I would pack up my stuff and go home. Yeah. You know, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, someone's paying you for it. Yeah. I, I remember to your to your so so check this out. I remember when I first started when I was a I was a public speaker before I was a pastor, and even while I was a pastor, I was a public speaker. So schools would have me come in and do like assemblies and everything like that because I was pretty fun and pretty good w- with the kids. Um, and I I remember when I was doing this for free in the classroom and everything like that. I do like a whole day. I was like basically a teacher for the whole day, mm-hmm. almost like a sub for the whole day in every single classroom. I never got paid for it, but it was a good outreach from our local church to the community. We did something positive for the community and the kids and something like that. And I would talk about like image reputation and character and like how those things are necessary to have down as you move in from being a senior into the workforce or college or whatever else. Very good stuff. Baseline stuff that but put a comedic spin on it. It was fun. Yeah. And then I remember when they asked me to come back and speak to the whole assembly at one point. They're like, we want to have you come in and speak to the whole high school. And I'm like, oh, okay. That became, no, no, it's a, it's a whole, whole thing. Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did so many classroom talks, it was ridiculous. And I got paid $500 for 45 minutes. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, do you mind just giving your name to some other schools? Because I think they would have you do it too. Huh. And now I would start getting paid $500 for 45 minutes, $500 for I made something like $3,000 in one month. Just, just working like literally maybe what, four, five, five, six hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it was crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is kind of crazy. Now, there's a different, there's a different time in my life when I could do things there that I can't do now uh, because, of, you know, because of responsibilities I have in business and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget. And I think it's a different time as well. I don't know that I could get away with what I, what I did back then now, you know, in really? particular. Yeah, because I, they would have me come in actually and, and uh, do uh, sex talks with kids. Yeah, which was wow. great. I did abstinence. That was my thing. Okay. They'd talk about abstinence. They're like, can you, can you come in and talk about our kids with abstinence? Because they really respect you as a public figure in, in, in the community. Yeah. And they think you're funny about it. And so, Do you have like a merge table of Virginity Rocks t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what's a Danny Duncan? Yeah, Danny <laughs> Duncan. Yeah, 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 Danny Duncan on YouTube does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like it was it was uh, really cool. I would, I would, before the whole class started, I would write sex really big on the chalkboard or on the whiteboard or something like that. And I'm like, guess what we're talking about today, guys. You guessed it. Yeah. And they would just start cracking up. And I'm like, all right, so we're going get, to get really quick into this kind of thing and tell you like some fun things and everything. And it was really good. And it wasn't like educational as much as it was just informative. Yeah. And I said, here's, here's one of the things that you guys really got to consider. The only way that you're not going to get a disease or pregnant or anything, seriously, the only way yeah. is to not have sex, just so you guys understand that. And it was like really – Interesting, and they loved it, and then they had me come back and do that continually on assemblies. And I remember when we when I got there, I felt like I made it. I did. I felt like I made it so much so that I, I changed my answering machine to like a speaker. <laughs> it was so arrogant, bro. So terrible. That's awesome. It was awful, and I felt like I made. And then I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, th- this is this is cool, but I I don't know that I have as much material because they always wanted something new. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I run out of material, bro. Mm-hmm. I run out of material. I'm like, I don't know how much I mean different times. I mean, you just can't. And this is the thing about what I, co- what I believe in my core. Um, I believe what I believe 
so much at the core that I can't make it sexy. Mm-hmm. I can't make I can't make Jesus sexy. I think he's always going to be relatable to anybody, mm-hmm. but you can't clean him up and make him sexy. You can't, and I don't, and I don't think I don't think that's the purpose. But that's what I was starting to ask people. People were asking me to do, yeah. like, hey, dude, make this like really cool, and like you could be one of these like mega church guys and do that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm, it's not who I am. Yeah. It really isn't, and so I couldn't compromise that. I wonder, and I guess I guess a question I have. Have you yet, or do you think you will get to a point where you have to compromise what you believe in comedy in order to make the bucks? I don't think I ever will, man. Okay. I, I The okay. guys that I look up to, the big guys, right? again, Patrice never would. Mm. And that, again, a lot of people would say that like he was shooting himself in the foot because he wouldn't play the game. Right. And it is a game. You right. know what I mean? A show oh, yeah. business is a game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I just don't want to... like sacrifice who i am for mm. the dollar and mm. it sucks because a lot of people are going to ask you to especially with this pc culture stuff right. going around right right you know like you said with Bert, Bert kreischer folding and all that shit i right. would never want to be caught dead doing right. something like that right right i always just want to be honest well that's my opinion myself. what he did i mean maybe the, he doesn't maybe well and that's, that's what people are kind of missing right that's the beauty of comedy yeah that's the one thing that doesn't have to fold mm-hmm. right that's what makes it comedy is the right. fact that you can make jokes about that yeah. shit right you like that, well, that's the whole point. That's yeah. why I was going when I was talking about saying retard and faggot and stuff. And I'm not using it to offend. Like I said, I have family who have uh, Asperger's and autism and stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I know I have friends who are also bisexual or gay as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not using it to hurt anyone's feelings. But I, as a comedian, that's all I have is language. Right, right. These words. That's how I can get points across. And Well, well as a comedian, you're doing something that nobody else in the real world is doing to those people. Yeah. You're making them realize and see their insecurities right in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And when they see that, people have a choice. They either have to accept that they have those insecurities mm-hmm. and do what comedians do and laugh about them, mm-hmm. or they get pissed mm-hmm. off because they can't deal with them. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, and you can still laugh at something you don't agree with. Absolutely. You, it you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's half the things that you part. said that I disagree with, I'm laughing at. Mm-hmm. Of course, man. That's part of what life is. And I think that's part of the things that we've missed out on, you know, sincerely in the. Real, real world experience of human beings that you have to agree hundred percent. Tell you what, you want to find out if you're in a cult. If you agree with somebody hundred percent, hundred percent of the time, you're in a, you're cult, in a cult, man. Yeah, dude, you're in a cult, man. And like we're saying, being honest too, yeah. that's the best thing amongst friends is a friend telling you, "Hey, man, oh, yeah. you're fucking up. Like you're drinking oh, too much. Yeah, you're doing dude. this and that." That's a real friend. Yeah, man. bro. Yeah. Everyone else will just let you keep messing up and talk shit behind your back and be like, "What's up with this guy?" Oh yeah. I'd much rather have my buddy just come straight to I, me and be like, "Dude, I'm you, gonna, you're you're doing it wrong." I'm gonna end on this. This is that's probably one of the best things I've ever heard from a guest. Like somebody being honest with you. So JB's pretty honest with me. And I've been off nicotine now, like nicotine pouches, mm-hmm. dipping them for about almost a month now. Only thing I want is nicotine pouches. That's all I, that's all I want. I just want nicotine pouches and I want Dr. Pepper. And then I, I, I yeah, mean, those two things will be great. Flavors. Oh my God. <laughs> Cinnamon on nicotine and Dr. Pepper is my love. Nice. I was so, I, I almost went out today and got some. Really? And, uh, totally, totally. Why, wanna, why is that, though? Is it just, do you I get just stressed or you get, just want it? I, there's a couple things that my uh, that I was doing that was pretty stressful for me and I was trying, trying to work out. And, uh, and I just remember sitting into it and just I love the feeling. And I thought to myself, I know what, if I'm JB and I see me do that, mm-hmm. he'll be like, bro, you giving in that quick? Like, I thought you were better than that. I'm sorry. I hold you accountable, A hundred percent. What does a man I mean, have just, if he doesn't what, have his word? You imagine, know what I mean? like, if I came in here with some some chick and started making out with her, what would happen? Dude? I mean, outside of JB trying to assault me, probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that. There's just there's there's that that aspect of like having real friendship and having real relationships like that. 
those are those are some of the things that you know. I think our friendship is to a point where you you would talk to me before that happened. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. You like, would never. And same thing with me, right? Like you would never just show up with a chick. You would be like, yeah. dude. Uh, I had some weird thoughts, and I want to talk to you about it. You never would, right? <laughs> right. right? Yeah. But I hope not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would imagine that that's how that situation would go, right. more so than you just showing yeah. up. With Throwing something. out twenty eight years of marriage, I'm not going to do that anytime yeah. soon. No, Dude, that's crazy, uh, man. That's a long time though with somebody. Like it is. My longest is like three years. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I right. thought that was like insane. I'd have I've had headaches longer than that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but it's it's uh in in all honesty, man, it's it takes a lot of work. I mean. I, I think Vic, one of our other guys we had on real quick, he said, uh, he said, love isn't something you fall in, it's something you work at. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely believe that. I absolutely, because it's, it's, I mean, I've, I, I could fall in love with anything just emotionally. I mean, I'm freaking in love with 68 Mustang fastbacks, mm-hmm. you know, but like when it comes to like working with another person, there's a real amount of like effort that goes into that and mutual understanding and mutual benefit and, all these things that are really, really important, and there's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of give for me, and a lot of take, take uh, as well. And I think I got the better end of the deal, quite honestly, than my wife did, and uh, I'm really glad that you know she's stuck around me this long. But yeah, yeah, to to hang out with somebody that long, and I think I think, uh, and I'll just say this for the records: we tell our kids this all the time. Um, we're with her, we're, we're with each other because we feel like God has put each other in each other's lives, nice. and I'm 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 honest with my kids. Like I love. I, and I, I, this is my last thing. God, it's like five, five last things. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't cheat on my wife. Yeah. Because I I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I I could. Uh, I don't cheat on her, my wife because uh, I haven't been offered to me. It has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't cheat on my wife because of you know it'll get me in trouble with zeal. I could probably still do this and cheat on my wife and everything else like that, mm-hmm. or lose my business or anything. Probably, probably still have business and everything like that. Uh, I really don't cheat on my wife because I think I disappointed God. Like that's my big thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want I don't want to stand before God one day and be like the greatest gift gift you ever gave me outside your son I I I, I messed up with, you know and I'm sure you forgive me and everything else like that but I still want to do that man yeah, yeah I still really don't want to do that so uh, that, that's why I don't cheat on my wife and everything like that where I've had many friends struggle with that I really have and, yeah. I, and I understand it and it's it's a relationships are rough dude they're hard. Well, really that's, it yeah. goes back to like, is it yeah. a feeling or is it like a yeah. conscious decision yeah, that dude, you're making a, to love both. this person? Man. Both, man. Right. right. It's both. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. Like you can see a girl and be like, dude, like I want to one day marry that chick. Yeah. That's the sad, like, dude, I used to be such a sweet guy. Like I would say, like I would write songs for girls or say ridiculous <laughs> shit. Like I love you. But nowadays I'm so like jaded, yeah. man, with all the stuff that happened. I, I yeah, really I saw that when like, we talked before. You were dude, talking about that. You were like, yeah. you've been really jaded on I, that kind of stuff. I get that, man. I and when you say, and I watch some of these podcasts where they're were like the whatever podcast where they have all the all the call girls come in yeah. with the red pill stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Like those guys are just like they're they're talking to OnlyFans chicks. Like okay, and you're trying to be a feminist. You think this is great? Guys are just using you. Mm-hmm. You're not. You don't even get it. You are. Like, you're objectifying you, yourself. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Like, no, I'm a strong feminist, and I'm holding myself uh, out there. <laughs> the guys, like, you're the one losing. Yeah. These guys got money to throw away on anything, and they throw a little bit at you, and you do all these different things. Mm-hmm. You're nothing but a prostitute. That's what you are. Glorified. It's a fort. It's a. Prostitute. It's afforded yourself a prostitute. They're like, no, I'm a strong feminist, and what's fascinating to me is like. My my kids are raised in this world. Mm-hmm. My kids are raised in this world, and so they're not they're not at all sheltered from it. I never sheltered my kids from this kind of stuff. So they understand very very clearly where, where it comes from, where it's going, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a that's a hard thing. But I I understand like when you said women are just brutal at certain times, dude. 
I, that was the one thing when I went home. You used that in a conversation we had a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. You, said, you said women in the dating game is just brutal. Yeah, man. And I went. I told my wife that I said I ran this guy. I'm gonna have it on the show. He's a comedian guy, and she's like, really? And she's like, you, you you invite him to come on. You never do that with somebody. I'm like, once yeah. in a while I do, but yeah, this he impressed me. And she's like, what did he say? He said he said he said that dating and women are brutal today. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I can't even imagine that. Because we talk about we have, we have to, we have to do wills and things like that, and you know we're gonna die one day and yeah. make sure our kids are taken care of. And uh, our kids, we had to have this conversation about you know our assets and everything else like that. We're sitting around, and uh, the I think our kids I think it was maybe Cam that asked if mom died, dad would you remarry, and if dad died, mom would you remarry? <clears throat> um, I, I'd say things like never say never because you never know, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to, just because I don't want to go through. Tw- building back up 28 years with somebody else that I have with 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 Jamie, mm-hmm. my, I, I don't. I mean, it's so comfortable now. It's so like I I know her. I know who she is. I know everything about her. Mm-hmm. You know, I know everything about her. I know how to make her laugh. I know how to make her cry. I know how to. Yeah. Well, you're you know how to you're how old? 48. So you have been with your wife almost exactly half your life. Yeah. You've been with oh, more your, than you've been wife. with your wife I got more than you was, lived with your parents. Yes. Think like think about that, right? 100%. Like, yeah. I'm getting close to that too, right? Like I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um I'll be with my I'll be married to my wife 6 years next month. Mm-hmm. But I've been with my wife almost 13 years. Oh yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. So I'm 33 years old. That's you know, 20 years of my I've only lived 20 years of my life without my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's oh, crazy yeah. to think about. Hundred percent, man. I think that that's one of the one of the biggest things that you have to contend with yourself is this idea that um, you have somebody else that you're responsible for, not just financially and emotionally, but like relationally. Like you want to build a life with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you want to build. Like I, I love, I love my wife. She's and you hear things like she's your best friend and everything like that. It really is, mm-hmm. but we're also individuals too. Like there's there's times at night she just goes back in the she's like go well, back in the bedroom. I need to be alone. She's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I never need to be alone. I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? Every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think that that that's a great thing. We respect that space all the time. And she she goes hiking by herself at these big mountains because I can't because I have a bad knee. You she know, she went out of state camping. Yeah, she did. Like over the weekend, kind yeah, of dude. thing. She does it all the time. Yeah, so, she cool loves it. That you love her and you, absolutely, and you trust her enough too to be like you know. Oh, in your trust core has that never been. Gonna... I mean, trust is something that is. That is gained in blood, sweat, and tears, mm. and it's lost in buckets. It just is, man. I mean, you can you can lose trust like that. And I've never given my I don't think I've ever given my wife a reason. And she's never given me a reason to not really trust her. Yeah. Never. Never. No, I've, I've never thought to myself, like, what if my wife's cheating? Or she's I'm hope she's never thought that of me yeah. as well, you know, that kind of thing. So like there's there's been times I've had, you know, I I've had to be on business trips with with ladies who are very, very attractive, mm. which my wife never ever worried. Yeah. She's like, nah, don't worry about that. That's my, that's my, Bradley knows, Bradley knows, you know, it's, nice, it's true. Man. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I'm coming up in this time though now where it's just like back then you would, you'd grow up in a small town or something, you know what I mean? And you'd probably fall in love with a girl you met in that town and be with her for the rest of your life, you know, have kids or whatever. But now I'm growing up at a time where there's social media and stuff where a guy could just find some chick on Instagram, you know, if you're mm. dating, you know, your girl or whatever, he can hit her up and be like, Hey, I'm out in Miami. I can fly you out. You know, I could buy us this and that and hang out. And it's like, oh, well, Troy's at Little Caesars. He doesn't have a car. Yeah, I'd much rather go be on the beach right now. Like, fuck this. Like, her options are the entire world. It's not just Phoenix now. But, you know but I, think, I, I agree with that, That's man. a big point. I see that. I see that but 
There's there, so many fish in the sea now. Well, yeah, there's more Dude. girls than there are guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's more girls than there are guys. And I, I think the the aspect, I, I've seen that happen, dude. I've seen that happen. But I'm, I'm telling you what, man, um, there, is, there is something to be said with taking time, getting to know somebody, becoming friends, mm-hmm. building that relationship, and then all of a sudden popping the, you know, the, the old marriage question. I mean, there is something to be said about it. And it's, I mean, it, it's the, the whole society that we have right currently is built on the nuclear family. We all know that. And so if more, and, and here's the hard part, like as it's coming, as, as things are coming out, like your generation is getting less and less married mm-hmm. and less and less kids. Yeah. Like, and then the, and the, I think it's, I can't remember how many complications there was, was that up 46% since COVID there's like a, a there's a 46% growth in, in pregnancy complications, you know, since COVID. I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole yeah. right now. Well, whether it's vaccine or not vaccine or anything <laughs> like that, it's still, there's complications. Well, and one of the, one of the big issues are the girls are older. Ladies are older. Yeah. Like your prime your prime <laughs> childbearing years are in your twenties. Yep. Yeah. So you get into thirties and your forties, you're done. My wife had her last kid, I think, at thirty oh man, I'm seventeen. Jamie's fifty. So what is that? That thirty three. Thirty three? Was it? Yeah, thirty three. Thirty three, yeah. So that's when our last kid was there. So like as a result, like that those are prime prime childbearing years. Mm-hmm. You know, you start getting up in like you know, thirties and forties, man. It's a different thing. It really is. And I recognize that's the society. I understand that. Yep. I I really get that. And I Dude, I, I pray for you guys, man. It's hard. That's super hard, man. It yeah. really is. Well, I mean, the guys can have kids, you know, um, up until they're 80 or whatever, man. For they crazy, can't. Oh, but, yeah. You know, when Charlie they Chaplin. run out of eggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they have a set amount of eggs right. that they're born with, and then once they're gone, they're gone. So it's just like, yeah, man. And that's a cool thing being a guy is we get older, we can almost get hotter, too. We age like wine, where women age like milk. <laughs> And that is another I, I like quote that. where it's just like it oh, is unless you're, unless you're Jennifer Aniston or you know. Oh, if you got the money or yeah, yeah, yeah you take yeah, care yeah, of yourself or whatever, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We have gone a little bit long, and I've been very, very excited. Uh, we'll definitely have Troy back here again. This dude is so fascinating. It. it was absolutely great. So do me a favor, if you have any questions, comments, or insults, please email them to Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Again, it's Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. So, for the uh, Cut Light and Smoke Podcast, I've been Bradley. This is JB and Troy. Our guest was on today. So, thanks again so much. We'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys.